The following is part of our Framework for Trust program at FAC Liverpool. This program considers how our 2021 artists in residence think about trust and the relationship it has to their work. This program is supported by the EU-funded Horizon 2020 project, Arts Formation. More information and the rest of our Framework for Trust program can be found at fact.co.uk. I am falling and falling and falling. I could be floating though. Sometimes I can't tell the difference very well. This is because I cannot yet open my eyes. I am in a kind of stasis, surrounded by fluid, contained inside a fleshy encasement. I cannot actually know what is happening beyond here. I am in the dark, only informed by the irregular impulses that I receive. I can only understand them on the level that is feeling, with no experiences except those of my ancestors to connect and interpret my emotions. I am mostly in my stasis. Like inside a chrysalis, my destiny is transformation. But at times I sense an increased heart rate and an overdraft that vibrates from outside and penetrates into my core. I do not know the difference between awake and asleep yet. All I know is that my natural flow will override any disturbance. I am, after all, safe, under the skin and inside this womb. My inner world, concealed from multiple interpretations, perceptions and exchanges, I know that I am here to grow, and that is all I have done so far. How do I get back here? I am abruptly woken by a brace of noise, a screeching car, shouting in the distance. As I come to my senses, I also hear the sound of frying coming from the kitchen and feel footsteps that leave a lingering trace of negative energy. I am dizzy. I lie underneath my duvet. Rushing out of control, everything external moves so rapidly it forms a constant harsh blur around me. Yet my body is still. Maybe my senses are just malfunctioning. Are the wires inside my mind getting crossed? The wrong impulses travelling in the wrong directions, arriving at the wrong synapses? That's probably it. I guess I have to stay here for a while. I finally get up and make it to the shower. For the next five minutes, I am bare. Afterwards, I put on my dressing gown. This is the most serious part of my morning ritual. In my mind, this is when I simultaneously put on my protective coat. If I am in a rush and I do not follow the steps of this routine with precision, my day will be fatal, and then there is no going back. My protective coat is a special layer of insulation woven from the behavioural patterns that I inherited. Over time, as holes formed in the coat, I patch them together with new patterns informed by my own experiences. When there is any sense of danger, the coat will expand like a life jacket. The activation is automatic and out of my control. At the moment, anyway. I need to go to special training to override the automatic emotional functions. They have already embedded themselves, latching onto every muscle, forming a fixed and reliable routine. 
As I step out of my door, I look over the initial email my agent had sent me about a role. I received a call back after sending off a self-tape about two days ago. I remember the precise moment I received the message. I had just taken off my protective coat, and I'd begun to dance to the music filtering in from behind the reddish-pink sky. I remember throwing myself around the room, joints bending and unbending, heartbeat rising and pounding on the walls and on the sky. It had taken me about 20 weeks after I'd settled in to feel comfortable enough to move and make my presence known. But 35 weeks in, and it was starting to feel a little crowded. The ping of the text message broke me out of dance. I instantly grabbed my protective coat as I could identify two problems here. It was the beginning of July, and the sun sets at 9.30pm. Every callback I'd ever received had come through my agent as an email. How did they even get my phone number, I think now as I shut my door behind me and head to the lift. As the lift descends, I continue thinking about how the movements I made were teaching me that to perform as a truly new and tainted character, I must return to the closest point of having only my ancestral patterns. Therefore, I need to shed my protective coat in front of others. If only I could start again as a baby, maybe then I could have complete control of my destiny. No one would expect this. It would be the most spectacular act anyone could ever witness. When I arrive at the space, a proper theatre it seemed like, bright flashing lights and all, I go in through the back as per the text message instructions. There's a body standing right in front of the door so that when I step through the threshold, I collide with the chest. You're here. A husky voice, direct and impatient. I step back and look up at them. The blur above their shoulders is white-pink with roving spots of red and brown. Here, take this, don't open it. A brown envelope was shoved at me. Amazing. Thank you. I let my own impatience and sarcasm drip into my voice. The blur on the shoulder shifts. There is a pause and a folding of arms. Hmm. Get changed over there. The gesture towards a cubicle where a costume the colour of my skin hung. I breathe in deeply and walk into the cubicle, draw the curtain behind me and begin undressing. I arm and are about whether I will even be able to take off my protective coat for this audition. I'm not so sure how I feel about anything in this moment. I hear the husky voice again, sharp in tone this time. Two minutes before you go on, pay attention. Of course, I've left it to the last couple of minutes to take off my protective coat. A long exhale and two quick breaths in. I bite my lip and peel off my protective coat. It's impossible to go back inside the mother's womb, but maybe there's a chance to be a baby again. I'm ready. I step through the curtain, walk center stage. And face my audience. At first, all I can see is bright white light. And as my eyes begin to adjust, I make out three figures sat in the middle of the theatre. The body in the middle begins to stand. 
The blur of their head is different shades of grey, spots darkening and then melting into almost white. So, we know we haven't told you exactly what role you'll be playing. Don't worry, we think you'll enjoy it. It's very challenging, primal, lots of movements, body heavy. That's why we called you back. Your way with your body is fascinating. Almost like you are this character, or you were only just this character, like you're embodying the character already. You know, the way you bend your fingers and move your neck. I relax my spine, let my head fall forwards and then slowly shift my weight side to side. My head bobs with my body, like the muscles in my neck are underdeveloped. Yes, precisely. Oh, so excited to see you perform. So, Jaime should have given you a little envelope. Do you want to flick through that real quick? We'll give you two. They sit back down and begin whispering with their companions. I read quickly through the instructions, planning movements and body placements. I walk to the front of the stage and leave the envelope on its edge. I start moving back to centre stage, breathing deeply, slowing my movements, locking individual muscles in my legs. My gait becomes unbalanced, swaying. I am trying to look as though strength is leaving my body, like I am forgetting how to walk. They're starting! Just look at that! They slipped so easily into the helplessness we really wanted. There was a time when I was an egg inside of my mother, while she rested in amniotic bliss inside of my grandmother's womb. It was at this time that the pattern for my coat began forming. Three generations in one fleshy body, sharing a hand-me-down pattern. If I could return to this moment, I would. I draw the sound slowly out of my throat, closed-mouthed. I shut my eyes and stretch my neck up, leaning my head back and moving it side to side, nose and suckling mouth questing for something above me. I bring my body to the floor and bend my knees slowly. I lay on my back, elbows tucked in and hands by my face, my legs bent are in the air and I move them slowly this way and that. I repeat this for a while. There is a peace here a sense of comfort and safety. I am beginning again. Amazing! We don't need to see any more. You have got the part. Cancel all other auditions. Goodness, that was spectacular. A joy engulfs me, eclipsing that previous feeling of fulfillment. This would be my first job in a while. I open my eyes and pull myself up. Wait, no. I try to do these things, but my body is not responding. What's going on? Stay there. We think it's best you start the role immediately. 
This is going to be a role of a lifetime. My skin begins to feel strange, like it was melting into the costume. Then nothing. No sensation. No emotion. Like my body had disappeared and I had been left with just thoughts. Sensations return startlingly. I am warm and wet. My skin feels loose and delicate. I feel a new protective coat being woven around me, but wait, a second one? A new one? My mind returns to the dream this morning and I've realized what has happened and where I am. I move my arms and yes, I don't have the reach and barely the strength to move. I extend my awareness through my body and as I do, anger and disbelief courses through me. I'm much smaller now, curled up in hot wet dark with tiny stubs for fingers and toes. I'm fuming. This isn't how it's supposed to be. My agent has said this director would make or break my career. My dream deceived me. They should have told me I'd be a baby. Thank you for listening. This has been part of FACS Framework for Trust program, supported by Arts Formation. The rest of the program can be found at fact.co.uk.